everybody. Welcome to the Fallout feed. I am Andrew. Just a couple of news bits off for the top of the show here. First, a bit of sad news. Our good friends from across the pond, the Blighty Contingency, will no longer be able to pitch in their two cents on our roundtable season. For and, and we're very sad about that. But we understand life happens. And we would like to thank them very, very much for the incredible content that they produced for us. And I, those are some of my favorite episodes from this season. So thank you so much to Colin and Marcus and Laura. And please, if any of the three of you would like to come on um, and do more characters uh, before we finish the season here in the last few episodes... Uh, please come on. Uh, we'll we'll schedule it for a Saturday or something so uh, you guys can uh, hop on with us. I know our normal recording time isn't super convenient for you, but so we're very sad uh, that we will not be continuing with the Blighty Adventures for the season. But um, a little bit of good news: everybody's favorite Let's Play character for Fallout, Arthur, is back. Yes, that's right. Uh, tonight's episode, everyone, on the Fallout feed, we will air the first episode back of Arthur. Uh, Pat has been working very hard, um, doing an incredible job uh, developing one of ASA Podcasting's best Let's Play characters, Arthur. Um, and he's gotten 81 episodes already under his belt. You're about to hear the 82nd episode. What we're going to do is we're going to play the first episode back. He's starting some a new DLC pack, which is a good reason to hop in right now. But he's been on a little bit of hiatus for the holidays and stuff. So Arthur's back. We're starting here at episode 82. Now you're just going to hear one episode of the Let's Play here in the normal Fallout feed. feed. We are rebranding the Let's Play Skyrim feed into the ASA podcasting Let's Play. So we can do multiple games. We don't just have to limit to Skyrim. And we're going to open it up to Fallout. And Arthur gets first step up. Um, If you would like to check in with uh, Arthur's previous episodes, uh, please look at our past history and our podcast feed and iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. Uh, You can scroll all the way back to November 20th of 2016. That was the first episode of Let's Play Fallout uh, with Arthur. So if you'd like to uh, do the adventure from the beginning, please uh, go back uh, to November 20th and just download all the Let's Play episodes. They're, they're sort of tossed in with our normal feed. Uh, listen to those again and get yourself caught up. Uh, it's like, you know, not all of them are an hour long. Some of them, I think he started, they were half an hour long or so. Uh, but, you know, so you got a good, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours of uh, entertainment there. Uh, to get you ramped up for 82 for Arthur here. But we're going to go ahead and stream um, 82 Arthur tonight on the Fallout feed. And um, then we will continue Arthur's adventures over on the Let's Play Skyrim feed. So if you're looking for um, Arthur's continued adventures after this episode, they will not be in this Fallout feed feed. They will be over in the... um, the ASA podcasting Let's Play feed. Um, so, yeah, look for it there. And um, let's see what else we got. Oh, Patreon. 
com slash ASA podcasting for any of you who'd like to pitch in a buck a month to keep our to meet our broadcasting needs that would be perfect you also get a special episode every month and um, I was thinking about uploading just uh, another special something on the side here uh, before we get to uh, uh, we've got we've got something with Colin working in the works there so uh, I know there's a bunch of fans of Colin out there in our community um, and rightfully so he's a brilliant dude um, you should really um, give us a buck a month and you'll get this special episode that uh, Colin's helping us put together. So uh, without further ado, we'll miss Blighty. Welcome to Arthur and Patreon.com. Um, we're going to hear a little bit from Ray, a little bit of a background introduction to Arthur, and then Pat will take it away with uh, the episode 82. When I say this is an epic Let's Play, there is no exaggeration. We first met Arthur Dent on December 8th, 2016. 81 episodes have led us to this last remaining DLC, Old World Blues. This good-natured man with a hole in his head has seen it all. He never was much of a sharpshooter, so a 40mm grenade launcher and a 25mm grenade rifle are his weapons of choice. Easy Pete had good reason to be concerned. Arthur does more damage to himself and his companions than the Legion could ever have hoped to do. Soon after leaving Good Springs, he found Boone, an ex-first recon sniper, and the two hit it off and stayed together through all the Mojave has to throw at them. After a trip through Prim, he picked up a scrap heap of an iBot that soon proved to be a valuable addition to the company. These three amigos find more than enough to keep themselves busy. Always eager to lend a hand, Arthur and his posse steadily worked their way towards the strip, what Arthur believes to be the end of the story. He was surprised to discover that after killing Benny, the story had just begun. Hours spent with Boone cements Arthur's hatred of the Legion, and he makes a fortune off of their fruitless attempts to wipe him and his companions out. This makes for fireworks when he finally meets Caesar himself. A little time spent traveling with Ard K. Gannon proves profitable, too. He begins helping the NCR with Ernest. Before long, everybody loves Arthur. Between his kind heart, helpful nature, and his uncanny ability to blow shit up, Arthur persuades the Mojave's faction to join the NCR in taking out the Legion. He spends some time taking in the splendor of Zion Valley and its interesting inhabitants. He finds himself captive at the Sierra Madre, finally exacting his revenge on his captor. Arthur really had trouble keeping his head during these episodes. An unexplained draw drives Arthur to the Divide, where he discovers another iBot to help him on his quest. Now Arthur realizes why he was drawn to this place. Between Rocket's Red Glare and the Warhead Detonator, Arthur has reached Nirvana. At least it would be if it weren't for the most mind-numbingly long-winded self-involved courier, Ulysses. If it weren't for the constant loud explosions from taking out marked men, Arthur would surely have been bored to death by Ulysses droning. These previous 81 episodes can be found in the Fallout Feed channel, where all the best post-apocalyptic content can be found. Arthur's tale is not over. Join him as he goes all cyber at the Big MT. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, Pat here. Well, New Vegas. 
Audio Let's Play, brought to you by the Fallout Pete. Episode, ooh, what episode is this? Oh, it's 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 up there. It's it's up there. Uh, last thing you guys heard was me uh, kind of doing some uh, cleanup after uh, finishing up the uh, Lonesome Road DLC uh, and a few other little things. Uh, so here uh, tonight, um, well, let's see, we got. The music's really cranking out the volume tonight. So, um, uh, if I mess with my settings, it's going to get really ugly. So I'm going to let it play for a second. All right. So, uh, had to let that, had to, so I, I'm in, um, I'm not sure why I wound up why I wound up in Sloan. I got Boone and Eddie with me. I'm not sure what took me to Sloan. I think I might have been doing some our own president murdered. Things aren't looking good. Doing some general derping. Uh but so what we're what we're what we're here tonight, what we're all about is um we're gonna um we're gonna uh do the uh last DLC. The Old World Blues DLC, which uh, is is kind of crazy, but um, but it's pretty fun. I think we're going to have a good time with this one. Uh, I, I, I think it's going to take us a while to get through. It's it's pretty long. It's uh, got a lot to do, uh, but I but I think it's uh, I think it's worth doing. Um, I'm, so, all right, sorry, guy. I'm I'm just looking at something for the first time. I'm looking at Boone, who's wearing his special uh, upgraded follower uniform. Uh, his patch on his left sleeve is backwards. Now, on the right sleeve, it's forwards. Uh, that's really funny. They they didn't. Uh, <laughs> they just flipped it on his left sleeve. He's got an NCR recon patch, uh, first recon uh, patch, and it's uh, cr on the correctly positioned on his right sleeve, but on his left sleeve. Uh, it's it's in the right spot, but it's but it's backward because they just flipped the graphic without actually uh, <laughs> without uh, actually creating a left sleeve mirror image version. That is uh, really funny. Okay, uh, sorry, I just had, you know in millions and millions of hours had never noticed that. So we're gonna do um, Old World Blues. Um, feels like the music is getting a little loud here. Um, uh, maybe it's just loud because I'm not doing anything. No, I think it's loud. I, uh, I've been playing a little bit of, uh, uh, I had started another game. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, okay. I had started another game, uh, and had it more tuned for, uh, for, for, for non-recording. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna go one notch. Sorry about this, guys. You, you, you're used to this by now. You, you're hanging in this long. You don't mind me being an idiot with the uh, with the controls for a couple seconds. All right. So uh, let's um, let's get in here. Um, the uh, quest is actually midnight science fiction feature. Uh, maybe a little bit of a nod to Rocky Horror Science Fiction double feature, or maybe just sort of a generic. Uh, Midnight. So it says investigate the midnight showing at the Mojave Drive-In. So apparently we we heard uh, we got invited to a movie, uh, and um, uh, it is uh, it's close to Nipton. 
So Nipton is in the news, and the real life, uh, the real life Nipton is in the real life news. Um, I, 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 I think this is legit. I haven't like uh, sort of explored it to confirm. Uh, 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 Eddie are killing some ants here in Nipton. Uh, the the real life city of of Nipton is uh, supposedly been bought by a uh, a, a marijuana growing firm who's going to turn uh, Nipton into a a marijuana uh, sort of center uh, for for legalized pot. So uh, I, I I think this is legitimately true. Um, what am I doing? I, okay, sorry guys. W once again, when when I when I come back to these breaks. Uh, I have to uh, have to turn myself out of Fallout 4 mode, where, of course, in Fallout 4, uh, pick up almost everything. Uh, not very selective at all, because you know, the junk is useful. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, here in uh, in New Vegas, uh, the clothing and things—I mean, it's 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 useful in the sense that I could sell it, but I, I, I'm I'm. By no means short of caps here and uh, oh, here's the drive-in. I'm by no means short of caps here in uh, New Vegas, so I, I'm not going to worry about. I don't. That's it. So we're uh, yeah, we're a little movie theater. Uh, there's some red stuff. What's red over here? All right, so we're at movie theater, uh, drive-in theater. Um, looks a lot. Kind of like Starlight Drive-In from Fallout 4, uh, for those of you who are familiar with that. And I know there's lots of people who aren't familiar with uh, the drive-ins anymore, because they're, they're, they're kind of a niche thing. They're not really... Uh... Oh, uh, oh, that was a beautiful cinematic. Uh, however, uh, typically I, I play this game with the cinematics turned off. play kill cam cinema uh, kill cam uh th there was a uh i'd switched the kill cam on boy the, sorry this uh music i'm gonna turn music down it it when i when i pause just for a second the uh, music just gets crazy loud so i'm gonna have to turn it all the way down to the lowest dot so uh, i killed a jackal who was uh attacking us so anyway, we're we're at a drive-in theater, uh, which is a basically a parking lot with a big movie screen, and um, uh, and and there's a, a lot of parking stations. Now, uh, the the drive-in theaters that I actually always went to as a kid, and we did go a lot, because uh, uh, we had we had two theaters, one drive-in, one non-drive-in, and so uh, I went to one or the other a lot. Uh, they were the type that had uh, speakers on stand. So you'd park your car, and there would be a stand and uh, with a big clunky metal speaker. And you would pull that metal speaker into your car and hang it on the window uh, and uh, and listen to the uh, to audio of the movie through this uh, speaker. Uh, so it was the mono, terrible mono-quality speaker. Now, the other way that uh, supposedly – I'd never been to one of these. The other way that drive-in sound worked is you some, some drive-ins you – you uh, turn, tune your car radio to a particular frequency, and they broadcast through, I guess, a low power, either AM or FM uh, uh, signal into, into your car. 
I've never been to one of those. Uh, I don't know if those are, you know, there, there's a few, few places where drive-ins are making a bit of a revival, kind of nostalgia thing, uh, family family event. You get a carload of people in to see the movie. So anyway, uh, enough about drive-ins. We are standing at one, and a, uh, a giant, uh, well, not a giant, but a, a fairly good-sized uh, satellite has uh, crashed, crash-landed. Um, got some solar panels that are kind of flopping around in the wind. I now have a choice to activate the crashed satellite. I'm going to do that thing. Nothing happens since the midnight showing at the Mojave Drive. It hasn't started yet. Oh, so I guess I have to wait till midnight. Let's see. It is now 7.30 a.m., so we've got quite a bit of waiting to do. 12, 15, 16 hours. All right. So uh, we got we got to wait. Um, I guess we got to wait for uh, an actual movie showing to start. Uh, I've forgotten. So Boone and Eddie are with me. I, I, I believe I have to leave them. I, I don't remember. We'll find out shortly. Okay. There is, uh, yeah, the, the, the satellite is projecting uh, an eyeball, an eye, onto the, the, the movie screen. Uh, and there's a red, there's a, there's a jackal, but she's, it looks like a she. She's running away, so I'm not going to worry about her. All right. Uh, so the, there's an eyeball projected on the screen. Now I'm going to activate the crash satellite again. Crash satellite seems to be the source of the strange transmission you received. Old World Blues is recommended for experienced couriers level 15+. plus. You have a premonition that while you'll be unable to return to the Mojave until you solve the mysteries of the Big Empty, you will be able to take anything you can carry with you, and you will be able to return to the Big Empty anytime after completing Old World Blues. If you're up to the challenge, and you have all you want to carry with you, examine the satellite a little closer. The atomic wonders of science await. Leave it alone or take a closer look at the satellite. And we will go ahead and... Excuse me. I could not stifle that yawn. My apologies. I'm going to take a closer look at the satellite. I've lost Boone's spotter perk. I, Boone has returned to Novak. I've lost Eddie's enhanced sensor perk, and he has returned to Prim. So sure enough, no companions. Swooshy noise. Sucked, uh... Fall at New Vegas. Got a cutscene. Cutscene slash credit. Old World Blues. In the years before the Great War, Big Mountain had been the home to the brightest minds of the 21st century. Scientists of vision were drawn to the facility to Six tackle nerds the and lab greatest coats. technological challenges of the era. They sought to create a new world, fueled by technology for the benefit of all mankind. Sonic emitters, space-age alloys, DNA hybridization, force field particle research, autodoc advances in cranial, cardiac, and trauma surgery... The hopes and dreams of a century became realities in the electronic forges of Big Mountain. The nucleus of this research was the Dome, a huge stone facility that held the labs of every science known to man. It was a think tank where no problem could not be solved, where no question could not be answered. The Great War brought a new energy to Big Mountain and its scientists. Although sheltered from the front lines, 
the scientists waged their own war, fighting their battles at the atomic level. Equations and calculations marched endlessly across chalkboards and computer terminals toward one solution, winning the war. For years, the mines and so computers of Big Mountain were a blaze of trajectories, weapon schematics, S about a and dog. nuclear theories. The problems began to outpace the solutions, first geometrically, then exponentially. As the war escalated, so did the questions. On the oh, night no. of October 23, 2077, the scientists received an answer that put all their questions to rest. In the aftermath, Big Mountain's silent experiments went to sleep, their creators slowly dying in the new world that had been left behind. And the great stone in the middle of the Big Empty lay untouched. It's a research Filled facility and a crater, apparently. Technological wonders. A large, giant crater. Wonders that, in the end, had been answers to the wrong question. All right. Uh, the uh, cutscene uh, had a few different things, had um, including a lot of uh, graphics that sort of were like uh, '50s era graphics. Like if you if you were in a school school kid in the '60s or '70s, you would have seen on a film strip in your classroom, or '50s or '60s. Okay, so I'm now looking at a black screen with a dialogue box. You feel strangely heavier. A quick inspection of your body reveals faint surgical scars around your head, chest. And back. Okay. Patient gown added. Welcome to the big MT. Empty. Sorry, it says empty here. Uh, big empty. All right. Uh, so I am. Oh, wow. This is freaky. I'm outside on a metal balcony around a octagonal. How many sides does this have? This will drive me crazy. So I'm just going to count them. One. Two. Three, four, five, six. Hexagonal. A hexagonal metal structure. There's a force field that keeps me from leaping off the balcony. Uh, it's but it's otherwise open to the to the crater. I can see a bunch of different structures. A strange set of stone pillars. Uh, something that looks kind of like a factory belching smoke. Uh, other things look like it might be a refinery. A big red dome off in the distance. Um, with its own set of light. I'm, I'm, uh, the force field I'm behind is blue. Some other sort of structure looks like a maybe a missile silo? Several uh, radar dishes? I'm probably a couple hundred feet up in the air. This is, a, this is not a small structure I'm in. Um, Alright, so uh, outside, on, you can hear me walking on the metal, the metal surface. Uh, there's a bench. There's a footlocker. There's some junk in the footlocker. Again, I don't need to pick up the junk. Uh, uh, I'm uh, there are a few things that... A um, couple things. Some, some of the junk I'll pick up. There was some ammo in that one. Oh, actually, uh, I do want the Wonder Glue. Because of weapon repair kits. Um, oh, there's a vending machine. With the Sunset Sarsaparilla. All right, uh, all right. So there's a uh, there's a door, uh, open door to the sink. K. 
capitalized. So apparently this place I'm going into is called the sink. Um, oh, and they said I was wearing a patient ga uh, patient gown. Uh, so yeah, I'm wearing a hospital gown. I've got my gun. I've got my uh, beret. Uh, but I don't have my, my clothes. Now let's see, or do I have, no, I do have my clothes. I was just wearing a patient gown. Okay. All right, that's interesting. Um, there, okay, so in the sink, uh, there's a workbench, very familiar site. Uh, toolbox with some stuff I don't need in it. Uh, so, uh, boy, there, there is going to be a lot to describe here. I'm going to do my best, guys, to, uh, to let you get a sense of, of, of where we are, but without overly, uh, uh, overly burdening you guys. Uh, so we came in... The, the the geometry doesn't work well i don't know we came into a, an inside room that is uh round in the middle of the round in the middle of this room is a round uh map uh it's called the sink central intelligence unit i'm going to come back to that later it's a it shows a map apparently a map maybe a map of the mt in some sort of fashion uh there's a weapons reloading bench uh there's a bunch of screens that are just uh, there's a book shoot oh huh, what's the Personality files damaged or missing. Insert backup whole tape to restore files. Okay. There's a thing called the book shoot that I can't interact with. Oh, there's definitely a map of the big MT. Or uh, the big MT. Uh, sync auto dock. Uh, it's, not, it's giving me that same message. Uh, some graphics. Uh, computer. Okay, all right. So that's the room we're in. So there are several rooms branching off this room. Let's go in the first one. All right, this one, uh, great big screen. Oh, there's a picture of the same six Nimrods in uh, lab coats. Uh, it's, it's basically a version of the cutscene opening the game is playing on a big screen. Uh, there's a light switch. Uh, it, it wants uh, advanced functions. There's a toaster. Toaster with personality files missing. Okay. There's a wine. Uh, there's some Mintats. Those I will certainly take. Uh, there's some food, which I don't want. I need some, uh, some ammo. I'm uh, picking up my usual ammo, weapon repair kit items. All right, so there's a, uh, couch and a coffee table. So it looks like this is, a like a lounge or whatever. There's a jukebox. Uh, activate disabled jukebox. And, of course, it doesn't do anything. Now, this is like a metal, um, room, like a sort of industrial... Or a metal architecture, but it's uh, it's got a comfy couch and a coffee table in it, and looks like it looks like it would have been a big TV room. Uh, next room off the TV room is a bedroom with a, another light switch that won't work because it's missing a personality file. All right, uh, some lockers, uh, mad scientist scrubs, some wonder glue. Actually, here's what I'm going to do: is I'm going to put my, uh, my uh, ammo is weightless, so I'm just going to keep carrying that. Um, I have my auto submachine gun, my two grenade launchers, and light shining and darkness, by the way. Those are the, light, the weapons I have. Uh, I'm going to store some things, which I don't think I will need. Um, I have a ton of doctor's bags. I don't need 20 of them. Magazines, they don't weigh anything, so I'll hang on to all them. Some drugs, they don't weigh anything. Uh, weapon repair kits. I don't need 18 of those. I'll keep five. All right. 
Uh, yeah, I have 19,000 bottle caps. Uh, there's a, so I'm just putting some things away here just to you know, make sure my, my managing. Uh, some Mentats, sweet, sweet drugs, always welcome. Microfusion cells, camera, some drain things. Oh, there's a little tiny, a little teeny tiny uh, uh, Protectron-style robot like the ones that protect the strip in Las, in Las Vegas or New Vegas, only it's about two feet tall. He's called Muggy. He's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to talk to him. Oh, I can't talk to him. His personality files are damaged. Pre-war book. Oh, there's a there's a Ralphie poster, just like we found in the Lonesome Road, that uh, is didn't didn't react when I when I clicked on it. So it doesn't appear that it uh, has any particular use here. Pre-war books, uh, trunks, foot lockers, a safe. So this is it's a really nice player home here, basically. Um, I'm just emptying the objects here, uh, just so that I know that I've, I've kind of done everything. All right. Um, all right. So that, okay. So this is my player home, apparently. All right. Uh, uh, there's another door off the back in the lounge. Uh, there's another door that requires a key, so I can't open it. I don't know what's there. All right. So back into the main room. Uh, there's a corridor that leaves the area, so that's going to save it for later. Uh, now I'm into what appears to be like a, a, a lab of some sort. There's a refrigerator with stuff in it. Um, nothing I need right now. There's a hot plate, which you can use like a campfire. It's essentially a cooking. Uh, not cooking anything. There's biological research station that also wants personality files. There's uh, some uh, garden. Uh, some some uh, uh, Raised planter beds uh, that uh, are, have nothing growing in them right now. And some more sweet, sweet Mentats. As well as some purified water, some Wonder Glue, and some flour. Uh, like baking flour. Sink? Okay. All right. All right. So uh, let's check on the Sink Central Intelligence Unit and see what it's all, what it's all about. Uh, it's also got personality files, so it's doing me no good whatsoever. All right, uh, fair warning here, guys. Uh, once I get into the next little section, uh, there's going to be quite a bit of dialogue and talking. Uh, and, you know, Arthur does like to talk. Uh, so um, uh, there, there, there's going to be a lot of talking, and uh, it is uh, expository in nature, and I think it's stuff that you'll, 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 you'll mostly want to hear because uh, it 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 uh, relates pretty closely to uh, to to what the big empty is all about uh, and everything else. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let it play. I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, go ahead and let that play. So I'm all right. So I'm uh, now came in left the uh, central sink area, went into uh, another room. Uh, there's two the room which there's two doors. One that says think tank. The one that says it's big MT, big big mountain. It's big MT, big MT. So it's big MT or it's big mountain. Either way, uh, there's an elevator to the big MT and requires a key, which I don't have. So I'm going to go to the think tank. That's my only choice. I'm going to the think. A strange feeling of pacifism comes over you, and you cannot draw your weapon for some reason. All right. Um, this uh, 
sort of jazzy music is playing here. Uh, there's a sign saying to the thing, take him in a big uh, metal area. Oh, geez, this must be inside the giant dome here. There are one, two, three, four, five. Um, sorry, guys. It has gotten... I guess I'm just going to have to turn it off. No, that is not music. That... Ah, it's a radio. Ah, I had the radio up. Okay. That is why it's so crazy loud. All right. Boy, now I can think straight. Sorry about that. All right, so I now have come up. Uh, so th uh, the sink, there's an elevator from the sink to the think tank. In the think tank, it's a huge domed building, a uh, couple hundred feet across, you know, five, six stories tall. One, two, three, four, maybe six stories tall. Uh, apparently inside the dome. It's a big empty structure with or a big empty room with two pillars holding it up. I'm coming up through a ramp in the floor, and there are five floating um, robots like I've never seen before. Uh, each one, they have a, a, a globe, and they're floating in the air. Each one has a, has a central globe uh, that's glowing, and one of them is kind of green, one is yellowish, one is bluish, one is purplish, and one is kind of kind of white or clear clear uh, and each one of them has uh, three television on arms so it's kind of like a mr handy only instead of a spherical metal shell it's a it's a uh it's a, uh, a it's a translucent glass sphere and instead of uh saw and flamer arms it's got tv arms so there, and there's five of these things uh, there are a bunch of on there's two levels of of uh of, of rooms or locations here. Uh, the lower level seems to be like, you know, just like computer terminals and such. The upper level uh, has doors. Uh, and uh, as I said, once we start talking to these guys, it's, it's going to take a bit. So um, let's, uh, all right, going in, going to the room. I thought I heard the pacification fields kick in. Ah. All right, Shh. nobody move. I'll handle this. Be warned, intruder! You are in the presence of a mighty think tank of Big Mountain! The collective geniuses of... We! Why, Oppenheimer, which one of you self-professed geniuses has been adjusting my volume knob? Who was it? Was it you, Eight? He was talking in all caps. Oh, Dr. O, was it? Likely story. Oh, couldn't spark two neurons if they were in a lattice of biomed gel. What? Me? Breaking news, Klein. It wasn't me, all right? I'm the robotical engineer. Eight is sound waves. That's his specialty. You always do this. You always demean me in front of guests. And it's not O, all right? It's... Enough! Either of you do it again, it'll be the last time. Now, now... Great. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. What was I talking about? Okay. <laughs> he was talking in all caps that whole time. Uh, I, I, I feel like his this is uh, audio uh, voice maybe down a notch or two. Uh, he was talking in all caps, uh, talking loudly and shouting. Uh, so he's got three TV screens. Two of them have eyeballs, and one of them has a mouth on them. Inside the glass sphere, there is a brain. Uh, the brain has got some sort of pulsing, glowing light. This is Dr. Klein, K-L-E-I-N. Uh, and the um, 
other voice he was talking to, the typography of his, I, I could, you know, remember New Vegas locks me into a dialogue so I can only see the thing I'm seeing right now. I can't turn my head and see what else is going on. The other person had some different typography in his, uh, in his speech. Uh, uh, not to cut your speech off, is there something coming in on the big monitor? Dr. Klein, a transmission from the Forbidden Zone, coming right at us. It can only be... If it isn't my old colleague, oh my god, think tank of Big Mountain, Big Fools, all of you. This is this is, is Dr. Mobius. Mobius transmitting from my dome shaped dome in the Forbidden Zone, a zone that is yes, forbidden to you. Even now, my deadly robo scorpions swarm across Big Mountain with their pincers and pointy laser tails. Soon, all science will be mine! Even the technology sealed in the Big Mountain Research Centers cannot save you. So cower in your think tank. Wait for the end. That's all. Uh, goodbye. That was indeed a big TV screen. Always the same broadcast. He's clearly mad, driven insane by his flawed and imprecise kindergarten-level research methodology. What are we going to do? There's no way we can breach the Forbidden Zone. There's those robot scorpions everywhere. The Forbidden Zone, where no brain has ever entered, mm. nor ever... What could they have in mind for poor Arthur here? Except Dr. Mobius. Oh. And the technology Another voice. save us. They are out of our reach. And Dr. Mobius mocks us. Did you see his cracked monitor? He's clearly let himself go. One of the voices is just in unintelligible. It's showing... What? Ask the lobotomy for help? Hey, I think you need the fluid levels in your logic assist pumps checked. If this lobotomite responded, Dr. Klein, then it is clearly intelligent, perhaps even displays heretofore unknown levels of helpfulness. But what of its brain? We scooped that out. We don't even know where we left it. And for putting it back in, none of us have the knowledge. Yes, but it's still aware and responsive. Look at it. It's regarding us even now, with its big teddy bear eyes. If we ask it politely, and leave <laughs> the part about the unnecessary, ruthless lobotomizing out, it might be favorably disposed to us. You, you, you removed my brain? We removed your brain, yes. So soft. Barely wrinkled, yet so flush with knowledge and experience. Brain extraction technology has been standard practice at Big Mountain for an immeasurable amount of time. Once the brain was out, then came the coils. The Tesla coils. The coils of Nikola Tesla. Okay, uh, that staticky sound right there i don't know how to describe it was actually apparently one of these five people there's one that sounds like it's female there's klein who 
talks in all caps is loud. There's a zero or eight. I forget, uh, maybe this maybe this is zero here. One of them is talking un- basically static, and his uh, his his, uh, his dialogue is written out as a bunch of like uh, just meaningless uh, text symbols. All right, so now uh, I, I have I have the brainless quote perk unquote. Your brain has been replaced with advanced technologies. Your head can no longer be crippled. Hey, wow! And its resistance to chem addiction plus twenty five, and its resistant to chem addiction plus twenty five resistance. That doesn't matter. And shock from bodily damage plus five percent damage threshold minimum one. So I've got some uh, more DT, and I can't I can't cripple my head anymore. But that's Arthur's favorite pastime. I don't know about this. Uh, okay. Yeah, Abe, no need to brag. Wherever your brain is, it's transmitting thoughts to you through the, what, the, um, uh... The Tesla coils in its head! This is fortunate in many respects. If your brain was anywhere in the dome, why, you could access your aggression centers. Circumventing the pacification field, this is a no-no. We have never been in a fight. We do not want that. Hmm. Reminds me of my days in American High and Richie Marcus. <laughs> uh, medicine check, medicine 55. That doesn't explain the laser sutures on my chest and on my spine. Darla, was it necessary this time? I assume full responsibility. I take my duties in the prodding and excision of living, breathing tissue quite seriously. Although, in truth, the autodoc had done most of the work already. Quite industrious, almost cut into all my investigations. Once it had removed the brain and I misplaced it, other organs began to cry for direction, using your nerves as telegraph wires. Rather than let them send their signals, I remove them as well. Shh, little organs. Go to sleep in your <laughs> tanks. Dala loves you. First was the heart. Heartless perk. The scars in your chest seem to confirm what the think tank is saying. You cannot be poisoned. Oh, that's nice. And filters in your artificial blood pump will regulate bleeding and healing, allowing all healing items, chems, function at a higher level plus 25%. Robots are now confused by you and 50% less likely to score a critical hit. Okay. Oh, wait. I mean, second was the heart. Brain was first. Third was the spine. Spineless perk. Due to complications with the procedure, your spine has been replaced as well. Your torso can no longer be crippled, and your strength and DT have been increased by one. Spine. Totally overrated, that arrangement of vertebrae. Look at me, with my lumbar and thoracic curvature. (laughs) Never had a use for any of that. Spineless is what I prefer. You extracted my brain, but what do you mean, misplaced it? To be correct, you should say, the autodoc took out your brain. It did all the heavy lifting. It has never worked so hard before. It was unusual. It worked so hard on your surgery. It destroyed its own memory. How odd. I bet your brain remembers what happened. 
That auto-dock junk heap was one of Mobius's creations, like the rest of the talking scrap metal in the attic. After that, the brain lost itself. Not in the metaphysical sense. Might have gotten flushed into one of the pipes. Actually, that's pretty likely. If so, it was flushed all the way to Mobius! Flush! That is the sound of flushing! By the Fisher of Rolando, enough of this biological surgery talk! Lobotomite, listen to my voice. It denominates me to ask, but we need your help. In most probable of probabilities, our enemy, Mobius, has your brain. This is not good. He will most likely come after our brains next. We want you to stop him, somehow, with science. <laughs> First, you scoop out my brain. Now, you want me to save you? That is correct, yes. I hope you're not demonstrating resentment now. If you are, well, we can't have that. Uh, how the hell am I even talking to you right now? We have no idea. This line of questioning isn't important to us right now. Why are you asking these tangential questions? Stop it! We need these technologies. You need to get them. You must get them. You are equipped to retrieve the technologies with your primitive form. We are not. It's kind of embarrassing. You have hands, and uh, a heartbeat, sort of, and eyes, mostly the hands. There's door handles and blockers <laughs> and... Enough! We need your help. Will you help us? I'm not sure what happens if you say... You can't actually say I'm not going to help you, but I, I won't say that. Uh, I, I won't go that path. We'll leave that for the, for the listener. Uh, I'm listening. Let's hear it. Excellent. This is turning out much better than the activate the retreat protocols and cower in my room idea I had earlier. Agreed. Oh, and I've used my robotical knowledge to, um, transmit the radio map waves to... Settle down, Eight. I would have gotten it in a second, all right? Eight's transmitted the last known coordinates of the research centers. They, um... They, well, move sometimes. Or get buried. Or blow up. Eight is correct. Yeah. All we need are the schematics. This does not mean we do not want the cold, hard technology, however. So do not give in to your biological, tired laziness and decide you would sweat too much carrying them. You have a new spine. Use it. And even if you die in the act of reclamation, simply reaching them will auto-transmitify the schematics to us. That is still good for us. If you don't tell me what I need to find, I can't help you, all right? The technologies are the X2 transmitter antenna array, used to focus coherent thought at excessively high frequencies. The psychoanalytic cardiac dampening sneaky stealth suit, a suit like nothing this world has ever heard, seen, or could ever see. 
and AIDS sonic sound wave emitter projecto gun, able to broadcast sound at lethal frequencies. It also gives a great bio-gel massage. <laughs> there. We have informed you of all we need. We estimate if you are focused, your time investment will be minimal uh, by our standards. If you work quickly, you will be the recipient of a gesture of gratitude from us. We do not bestow these old-world gestures lightly. Trust me, I want to get this over with as quickly as possible. Our intentions exactly. The important thing is you rush quickly through this task so as not to waste our time. Do not get curious, or you will end up like the cat of Schrödinger. We feared you would be tempted to explore Big Mountain Crater and examine the many amazing non-mandatory research labs that lie off your designated path. The many such optional explorations are discouraged. Work hurriedly as if you have blinders on, and leave curiosities and items of interest alone. So many sciences and developments. Pass them by. Let impatience and the desire to simply finish, to end it all quickly and carelessly, guide you. Right you are, Ace. In our test results, we'll make a note about how quickly you ran our maze. Uh, experience. Nobel. Challenge. After all, there will be plenty of time afterward to partake of the experiments once our bidding is done. Uh, then can you help me get this done as quickly as possible? Sounds like a lot of walking. Ah, that is correct. You must walk <laughs> upon your many penised feet. <laughs> Much slower than our advanced hovering robotical frames. The little teddy bear could always run right into the pylon perimeter on its thick, turgid feet, returning it to us quickly and rectly, directly. That sounds suspiciously like I can't leave. The radar fence that surrounds the big mountain crater will prevent, uh, protect you from straying beyond the facility. The mighty radar fence protects us all. Get too close to the blinking posts, and the proximity warning shall be your warning. You are too close. If you get near it, your vision will blur as the electrodes in your head shut off one by one. Click, click, click. Possible memory loss will occur, along with long-term nerve degradation. It is tied to not having a brain attached to your nervous system. But the nerve degradation is nothing to worry about. Such degradation would take many lifespans to become evident, and all biology dies. Such tiny inconveniences are less than the greater convenience and conveyance. You see, if rendered unconscious by the pylons, you will be returned to the sink, seemingly instantaneously, by your deadened perceptions. Oh, great. Uh, I don't want to hear about that anymore. Oh. Uh, Dr. Klein? Dr. Klein? If I may intersect for a moment... What is it? The lobotomite is asking me things, oh, and I'm trying to ignore them. My processors can't ignore you both <laughs> at the same time. Well, you know how we asked it to fetch the sonic emitter thing? Turns out we already have it. <laughs> what are the odds? 
What is this, a high school science fair? Get your act together. You're making us look like a collection of round earthers. You're always yelling. My receptors can't take it anymore. And neither can my feelings. I am yelling because you contaminated specimens can't keep your probes off the volume knob on my voice module. If there's a weapon you can give me, hand it over. I'll put it to good use. It is truly the end of all intelligence when a lobotomite speaks more wisdom than you geniuses. So, if we have the sound wave, sonic projecto thing gun, then what in Heisenberg's name do we need from X8? Anyone? I believe we need a new frequency embedded into the gun. It was designed to broadcast many sounds once charged. We just don't know the frequency. And it is lost in X-8, just as X-8 is forever lost to us. The sadness of my high school days, the sadness of my youth, my youth lost. Oh, really, Boros? All you did in high school was Tommy Fink Tattletale and all the kids you hated, you little teacher's pet brown hound. Give the lobotomite the emitter. Does it have an audio effect frequency loaded? Oh, I don't think so. Wait. What is he doing? I think he's sunjaculating into the gun. Yeah. Getting it warmed up. <laughs> Turkey's done. <laughs> you give it to the lobotomite. I'm not touching that thing. Oh, I don't think so. I'll do it if you two are going to be ashamed of your own technological needs. Let me give it a little sonic sterilization first. <laughs> All right. All antibacterial fresh. Here, my little teddy bear. I have thoroughly removed all Robco Terminate codes view from the device. It is clean, shiny, and ready for your hands. Guns 50. This sonic gun looks like an energy projectile. Got anything that spits lead? What did it say? Spits lead? What, like pencils? Oh, I think it wants a combustion pistol. A gun? Are you mad? We can't give it a gun. Guns kill. Leave big open holes in you that are like sores, but worse. Dr. Eight is correct. We already have given the teddy bear a lethal sonic death ray. Filled with his sonic ejaculate and sterilized <laughs> by my soft wooing. Giving the teddy bear a gun would be the equivalent of following a glass of hemlock with an Abraxo chaser. Delicious and redundantly deadly. If we're going to bring the Socratic method into it, fine. Give the Lobato bear a combustion gun. Burroughs, don't you have something like that? Are you mad? We can't give it a gun. Guns. Wait, I said that already. 
Yes, I have the Cyberdog gun. With the little floppy metal ears and the curious nose sensor. Here. Fine. Done. That gun makes me uncomfortable anyway. Always worried it's going to hump my chassis. Anything else, lobotomite? If there's nothing more, I need to stop Mobius. Fine, so, yes. Get these things for us. Do not attempt to comprehend their complicated schematics. That is for us to do. Oh, I'll be sure not to tamper with anything, I promise. Well, good. What are the token words spoken in this case? Uh, thank you? Uh, yes. Thank you. Wait, is it leaving? But it's not a climb. The lobotomite will need rest, recuperation, things like that. I volunteer my chambers, so it might be stared at. My monitor radar slowly scanning its form to collect sensitive data. No! That would put it too close to us. It could press buttons, turn lights on and off, and worse, let other lobotomites in. We could give it Mobius's old room. This is where its brain got scooped out anyway. And plus, some of its parts are already there. Might be more comforting for it to hang out with its spine and heart. Home is where the heart is, after all. <laughs> See what I did there? Wet literal. I suppose. We'll have to move that couch out of there. Been putting that off too long. Eight says, let the lobotomite take the Sync Central Intelligence personality chip and reinstall it. That stuffy Mobius program Butler can walk the lobotomite, feed it, barter with it for us. It would also prevent it from going to Higgs Village and taking up residence there with my teddy bears. And it would be nice to have it so close. Your logic combined with my desire to keep the think tank lobotomite free has swayed me. Here, I present the Sync Central Intelligence. Lobotomite, take this chip to the sink. Plug it in and make sure the chip is clean or it could skip. Then make whatever crude biologic demands you need of the sink. It will cater to most of your hormonal whims. Uh, barter 25. I can trade with the sink intelligence? Then I'll need something to activate that function, won't I? I cannot dispute your logic. Do we have objects to activate the chip's exchange routines? What, like stuff? Things? Yes. Things. I don't know. Might be some old Nuka-Cola or Sunset Sarsaparilla bottle caps lying around. It's not currency, per se. Still might be enough to trade the sink's trade routines. Mobius put that test line for caps in the code as a debug command, I think. I don't believe that was Mobius's reason. His wild speculation concerning post-Holocaust economic systems was quite extensive and of high decibel. Enough! Surrender these so-called bottle caps, Nuka and Sunset alike. In their role as things, they will serve as adequate test subjects. All right, all right, here, cap away. Hope that stupid chip chokes on them. 250 bottle caps. This amount, bar, bar to 50, this amount clearly represents a deficiency in the amount of caps needed. 
Again, your logic is unassailable in its simplistic need. Oh? Fine. It's not going to help. That ship will probably refuse them anyway, as stuck up as it is. 250 caps added. I, I could. I don't have enough barter to beg for more. Uh, all right. Having a store available would be helpful. It has a store connection, right? Yes. You may need to wiggle it in a bit, but don't force it. We can't recode them if you break it. There is no more we can do to aid you, and our patience levels are depleted. Now go. Rest in the sink if you must, but leave us to our research. Uh, if you're done, can we move again? My biogel's starting to crampagulate. Of course! Go man your science stations! Go! I am surrounded by children. Okay, finally. Whew, that was a lot of dialogue. Yeah, five of these idiots to... Alright, we got a bunch of quests during all that. Uh, we got... Uh, ooh, uh, let's see. Uh, X-13, Attack of the Infiltrator, travel to the X-13 Research Facility. X-8, High School Horror, travel to the X-8 Research Center. X-2, Strange Transmissions, travel to the X-2 Transmitter Array, Antenna Array. All my friends have off switches, go to the sink and install the Central Intelligence Unit. Plus, we have this giant area that we have not explored. Let's do that first. Uh, I think, actually, the way our timing's working, uh, probably be doing well if we even get finish with this exploring this area. Alright, so a footlocker with some crap in it. There's a chemistry set. Uh, oh, I can create some drugs! Psycho, buff out Mintat City, and rebound. Nice. Psycho, okay. Alright, I think I think it just is a one use. That's that's good. Alright, I'm not going to talk to any more of these assholes until I finish doing my exploring. Mintats, nice. Alright. Uh, Stop hovering. I mean... If you want. A bunch of, uh, I'm having to wander by these computer terminals. I think they're all just set dressing, not actual, uh, not actual, uh, terminals that do anything, but I have to check them all. Uh, so each of the, uh, oh, oh, actually, they're, okay, there's Dr. 8, number 8. There is Dr. O, letter O, Dr. Dalla. I love to hear you breathe. That was Dalla. Dr. Eight. It's taking all the shit I can take here. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, my uh, stats should be a little bit different. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have an extra strength. I have uh, the perks. Okay. I remember what Arthur's strength was. It's been a while since I played. You must have four have strength you come for hello? Oh, I'll give you a hello. A hello. That's Dr. Boris. In all creation. Bunch of scientist scrubs here. Locked ammunition box. Oh yeah, let's see. We uh, we have uh, we have K nine thousand cyber dog gun. It shoots magnum rounds. A laser detonator uh, from oh that's from uh, uh, Lonesome Road. We have the sonic emitter revelation. 
Uh, it uses energy cells, and we have our grenades. Okay. Uh, picking up some scrap metal stuff. All right. All right, so we've explored the lower level. Now the upper level, uh, some more footlocker. Footlocker action. I'm finding a few, uh, a few miscellaneous uh, uh, items, some a little bit of ammo, a little bit of junk. I'm going to explore the balcony before going into the room. So I'm walking along the upper balcony. Uh, and Dr. Klein. I can hear your penis-tipped feet tromping around. I think his all his time in uh, in a in a in a robotic body must have caused him to forget the difference between penises and digits. I, I guess. All right, so that's all. All right, I've explored. So now I'm, I'm going into a door. It says no access, uh, but it's it's open. All right, so in this room there is some strap scrap. This is a. Uh, I believe, I believe what it is is these door, these uh, rooms. There's one for sort of each of the doctors. This one's got a bunch of papers on the floor, uh, uh, some kind of zappy coil thing going on, some pictures and frames that you're not interactable with, but which look a little different. Some uh, computer monitors and things, some junk that I took, and a trunk that has... Uh, oh, this has got sexy sleepwear, so this must be Dala, the female voice. All right. Uh, all right. This one's got another. This one's got junk. Uh, teddy bears. I'm not going to pick more. Oh, maybe that was a dollar. This has more sexy sleepwear. Uh, this has mannequins. Yeah, a lot of sexy sleepwear. Uh, lots of clothing. For whatever reason. Persian rug in the middle of the floor. All right, go to the next one. Uh, this one's neater. Got a radio, uh, pre-war book. Its trunk is empty. This again, this one's neater. It's got. Uh, they've all got a, a sparking, a coil sort of thing. None of them really have. There's not much in the way of uh, traditional furniture. So they must. They must have been in these robot bodies. If not, um, but we will not hesitate to ask again. There's a radio in this one, which again just set dressing. Uh, Okay, some uh, uh, lots of radios here, huh? Military walkie-talkie type radios in this case. Um, all right, uh, surgical tubing. There's a little trophy or something here, like a little tiny, like uh, you know, athletic trophy or loving cup or something. There's some uh, dog cages. Oh, there's a dino toy. There's another trophy. Looks kind of like a. a, a Electrons uh, orbits. Gotch. Right, so this one again, dog. What appear to be dog cages and mintats, sweet sweet mintats. Lots, lots of mintats in these places. I guess not surprising. All right, uh, last one. It's locked. 
Okay. Large ruin book. Mobius's glasses. More mintats. Advanced radiation suit. Huh, the, the uh, there's a, the arc, the, the electrical device is not arcing in this room, so it must be uh, turned off for some reason. Okay. All right. Uh, so that is, uh, that's everything here that I can see immediately. Did I look in these foot lockers. No, there's a couple foot lockers, foot, foot lockers, foot lockers on the floor level, which I neglected to explore. All right, that is, I believe, everything I can get to at this time. All right, so we got to go back to the sink. Uh, where we will, let's see if we can fix the intelligence unit. Sonic Emitter Revelation is now available in the vendor interface. Salutations and felicitations, sir, and a most jocund welcome to the sink. I am your electronic valet and household central processor. May I be of service, sir? Uh, what services do you provide? In addition to managing the personality matrices of the other household utilities, I can provide, sir, with direct access to the commissary. Any goods, sir, might require may be purchased through my shopkeep interface, whence tiny robots shall deliver them forthwith to this very domicile. Uh, I'd like to buy some things. Very good, sir. Should, sir, be in the market for a new suit of morning wear, I have several suggestions that might suit. Okay, standard vendor, vendor interface here. Uh, oh, he's got a lot of caps, 14,000, sweet. All right, uh, I'm going to keep these new items they gave me. Uh, I'm just going to sell. I picked up quite a bit of clothing. Huh. Mobius's glasses. There's the scientist scrubs that give me more science, but they also make me smarter. And I don't like Arthur being smarter. I like him to be nice and dumb. All right. Um, we have a lot of mintads. We have 43 mintads now. Okay, uh, sorry guys. Uh, uh, making making the difficult uh, four to New Vegas uh, uh, vendor transition. Oh, what does? I uh, make sure I'm not selling the thing. I, I don't think I'm going to use this Sonic emitter thing very often. But it, okay, once E sells, I think I kept my E sells. Keep my E sells. Sorry guys, a uh, new weapon here. Trying to get, uh, make sure I've got, uh, make sure I have those. Uh, well, all right. So, um, all right. So that's a seventeen hundred and fifty-four caps worth of stuff. Um, I don't think there'll be anything. Oh crap! I don't actually. I don't want to sell. All this light. 
That's right. I, uh, again, sorry. A bunch of lightweight items that I don't want to sell because they are useful for repairing my uh, Joshua Graham's armor. My ooh, he's got some drugs. All his drugs. Okay. Let's see. If Might I be of service, sir? Uh, are you some kind of artificial intelligence? Regrettably not, sir. All modules and habitat are synthetic personalities atop a mundane operating system. There is no intelligence here, sir. You mean there are other personality modules here? Indeed, sir. Though if sir's aim is to activate them, I lament to inform, sir, that most have been offline for some years. If sir were to ask my opinion, I should venture that sir is better off without them. However, if sir is determined to inflict upon sir's self their dubious services, sir might locate backup personality disks elsewhere in the facility. So I can access their functions without loading the personality holotapes? Tragically, the core operating systems are also located on the personality tapes, sir. Once the tape is installed, sir may request I switch their dialectic interfaces off, and I shall oblige with great delectation. However, sir will still be required to locate and install a backup holotape to access their functionality. Uh, why are there so many personality modules? As I am given to understand, sir, this facility was once the property of a Dr. Mobius. He crafted the personality modules as part of a collection of experiments on the subject of machine-human interface. As to the reason for the unusual choices of devices to receive the modules, I cannot say. Never mind, let me ask you something else. Indubitably, sir. Uh, I don't need anything else. Goodbye. All right. But that's that. Um... I think so. It didn't sir give me. Is looking exceptionally sharp today. If sir will permit the compliment. Did not give me any kind of quest about those uh, personality items. All right. So we have the biological research station has a personality. Uh. Let's see. Decent little supplies for the reloader bench. Uh, the book shoot has a personality. That's two. Autodoc, that's three. Light switch, four. Toaster, five. Jukebox, six. Light switch, seven. Oh, yeah, there's two light switches. Muggy little mini robot, eight. Safe is normal. It looks like there's eight. Oh, and the uh, the door that was previously open locked with a key uh, is is now accessible to me. So uh, more computer terminals, uh, set dressing variety. Oh, there's a there's a heart floating in a tank. This is your heart. Apparently, cranial surgery complications required its removal. Until your brain is returned, your heart can't be trusted to keep beating your body. Your new heart seems to be working just fine, however. An empty one. Basically, other tanks in this room, you can safely assume that this is where your brain would be floating. It's currently missing from both the tank and its proper place in your head, but you seem to be doing just fine without it. 
And then finally in the third tank is, yes indeed, a spine. Here's your spine without a brain stem to snap it, snap it onto here it floats. Your bag doesn't feel any different from the spine's removal. If anything, whatever was placed in there makes you feel stronger. Okay, so that's where my body parts are. All right, guys. Um, so uh, again, as as uh, mentioned, this was this was a lot of talking, quite long. Uh, hopefully, uh, you, you get a sense of there, there's a pretty good sense of humor about this DLC, and uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty pretty fun. So uh, we will we will uh, pause business here in. Uh, We'll pause our business here in the uh, uh, in the sink, which is going to be apparently our player home for our adventures here in Big Mountain. Uh, and uh, so we'll come back next time. Uh, and I forgot to look up. I forget what number we are. We're, we're whatever number we are. It'll it'll be in the it'll be in the show notes and on the title of the. You'll you'll know it. I have no clue what number I'm on. Uh, it's around seventy nine or eighty or eighty two or eighty one, somewhere in that low eighties, high seventies range. Uh, we'll come back here, and we will start exploring the, the Big Mountain. So thanks, guys, for listening. I uh, uh, hope you're uh, looking forward to going through this DLC, which is certainly the quirkiest one of, uh, of them all, and uh, also uh, uh, quite a bit of fun. See you guys next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play-along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com For the roundtable schedule our Amazon link and all other show information please head on over to asapodcasting.com where you will find the Fallout feed the Skyrimatic podcast our YouTube channel the Chatterbox as well as other content once again thank you for downloading and we'll see you in the wasteland